Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at discounttire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta SkyMiles business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Starbucks with Jim and Donardo. I'm your host, Anthony Donardo. With me, we have Jim Rosati. Jim, happy Monday. Happy Labor Day. Happy Labor Day. It's a fellow who we were just on here, but we got plenty to talk about. Should be a good episode. We really do. Yeah. Um, I mean, as always, we break down this upcoming series, which the Pirates do play the Brewers. Um, we know the Pirates aren't playing for the playoffs, but they could like make a little spoiler happen in, in september here so that's kind of fun <laughs> they're also um what seven and a half games out like so like it's not that this team isn't the royals who were just eliminated like mathematically from the playoffs last week like the pirates have a chance to be playing in baseball games that semi sort of mean something for the next yeah. you know couple weeks like how you said yesterday about something I said that the silver lining, yeah, that's kind of where it's at. It's you got to find the positives in September about Pirates baseball, and that's where we're at. So uh, yeah, seven games out of a playoff spot. Like I mean, it's it weirder things have happened. Their chances are less than point one percent, though. I think that <laughs> there it is. So yeah, so there's that. Um, of course, we'll break down some prospects, but let's get into our main topic here. Um, you know, the, first off, the Pirates did take five out of six against the Royals and St. Louis. We talked about it a little bit on the post game yesterday, but I mean, again, this time of the year for the 2023 Pittsburgh Pirates, I mean, that's something to be happy for. You know, I mean, the Pirates are winning baseball games since the trade deadline. They are 15 and 16. Not terrible, right? I mean, that's about 500 baseball you're looking at right now since the trade deadline. So, uh, again, like one of the things we talked about on this particular show about a month ago is what do you want to see the rest of the way? And winning was part of that priority. 
And I mean, they are winning baseball games, winning baseball games. And then also like the way that they're winning, like you want, you want the people who are contributing to the wins to be the the people who, you know, have a future on this team. And, and for the most part, you know, Q Brian Hayes has been a big part of this. Brian Reynolds has been a big part of this. Yeah. Um, you know, Connor Joe, who has three years left of, uh, um, you know, team control has been a big part of this. Uh, Leo Repagero been a big part of it. So yeah, I mean, you're seeing some people who you want to to contribute, actually contribute, uh, which is yeah, good to see. Now there's some <clears throat> there's some guys who are contributing too who aren't really going to be on this team in the future. But hey, if they're here, might as well get some out of them. Yeah, I mean, like the one thing I've been noticing is. I don't know. It's not like a positive or negative in a sense. It's just what it is. I mean, it's not really like the rookies. You, you're not really saying like the young guys have come up and that's why they're performing. And the reason I say that is, I mean, much of the argument early, early, early on the season was why don't you call these guys up and maybe we can maintain this winning streak that was going on to look for playoffs. I'm not saying that could have happened or whatever, but like, like Andy's not really performing. Not that you're worried so much about them. And what I'll say is the Endy and Delay combo is certainly better than what Hedges was doing before. But regardless, like it's not really about a bunch of young guys that are performing that's making them go over the top or now winning baseball games. But what you are seeing, though, which is still a positive, is the air quotes veterans, like you mentioned, the Brian Hayes, the Brian Reynolds, have now turned it back on. You know, like for, well, Hayes for most of the year, but you talk like May, June, July, like, a lot of the vets gone. Mitch Keller was in this little funk, you know. I mean, Oviedo was up and down, and outside of yesterday's game, he was more consistent of recently. So, like, the veterans are really, really putting it together of recent, which, again, is good because those are the guys you're going to count on also in the next year. So you're feeling more comfortable with Reynolds and Hayes and Mitch Keller, you know, into next year. Um, but like the other thing that you mentioned too, like that some guys that you aren't going to see on this team. Yes, maybe. But I guess like at the same sense, you're seeing some positive stuff from the bullpen, which is kind of put together by just what you're talking about, guys that you wouldn't anticipate. But like the Bruckies, the Andre Jacksons, like maybe there are spots for them next year. And it's good to see these guys that came out of nowhere that you could see part of the future. Yeah, um, and that kind of brings us into our first topic here about yeah, you know the uh, the the strategy that the Pirates have been deploying lately, which is uh, this opener follower situation, right? They really are just running a two man rotation where Johan Oviedo and Mitch Keller are the only guys who are consistently starting games, right? Um, the other the other three times through the lo- the rotation, it, it sounds like they're they're just kind of playing matchups. Like every once in a while, they'll go with like one of their bulk guys, right? Like you'll see Osvaldo Beto, you'll see Bailey Falter, you'll see Andre Jackson. You'll see these guys start a game from time to time. Mm -hmm. But what you're seeing a lot of times is they've got a reliever, essentially, you know, Thomas Hatch, uh, Carmen Majinski, Ryan Barucki, one of these guys, they're going out there, they're starting the game. They're going through the first inning, maybe two innings, then they're, you know, giving way to the Beatles and the Jacksons and the falters and, and, and people like that. And 
as as much as the strategy, I loathe the strategy, Donardo. I think it, it's it's an excuse for teams to basically like not go out and put together a full rotation. <laughs> because here's the deal: like it works. The strategy works. You know, if you're thinking there's 27 outs in a baseball game and you have to get 27 outs. What's the best way to go about that, right? And and if you want five innings out of your, your starting pitcher, does it necessarily have to be the first five innings, right? But th- this is kind of the, the, the strategy behind it. If you've got a pitcher who the Pirates have a lot of these starting pitchers, quote-unquote starting pitchers, who they're really not starting pitchers, but they have the ability to, to throw a lot of pitches, but they're mm-hmm. guys you don't want to see face people three times through the order right especially like the better part of the lineup that's where this this strategy makes a whole lot of sense and it's worked for teams like you've seen tampa bay employ this strategy for the better part of a decade now and for the most part their reasoning behind it is they don't have to go out there and spend a bunch of money on starting pitching because they can just piece together these these guys and, and get 27 outs right and so it's a strategy that works and you're seeing it sort of work for the pirates right now. Like it's, it's ugly, but for the most, like if you, if you look at this team's rotation, Keller, Oviedo, and then three TBAs, they're performing way better than you would, you would think a rotation like that would perform. And it's, it's okay. because they're going out there and they're, they're getting, it's, they're just for six innings, they're, having two people do it instead of one and it's been working for the most part now i don't like it it's not a good long-term solution for anything you can maybe do it once through the rotation like a long term can't do it three times like it's not sustainable but for the way that this roster is currently constructed like it it's doing its job i can't argue too much what you're what you've mentioned so far because it's still like small sample in the in the grand scheme of things. Uh, I'm. I don't hate the strategy, but I don't think you can do it three out of five times, and that's the problem. You know, like like I don't hate the strategy if it's one time. You know, there's one pitcher, and like we talked a little bit earlier in the season, like Johan Oviedo, for whatever it is, and you saw it yesterday, although you saw it for the entire start. For whatever it is. Oviedo struggled for the first inning, like time and time again. You know, even when he had good starts, the first inning was pretty bad for the most part. He would escape it, um, hopefully, right, and then perform the rest of the way. So it was like, well, maybe Oviedo for some what, whatever reason it is, like just get him out of the first inning, have have a opener for him, and let him succeed. You know, like for some people, the opener helps them out, and so that way they can go six innings. They just need help in that first for again, for whatever reason it is. Um, but they just need help in that first. Now they can go six innings and give you six quality starts, right? I'm sorry, six quality starts, six quality innings for a quality start. Um, the problem with doing this like every single day that the pirates are essentially doing, right? Three out of five times, is you're doing it with lesser talent. And because they're lesser talent, there's no guarantee they're gonna give you six. They're probably not going to give you six, which means you're really putting a lot of stress in that bullpen. You're putting a lot. One time out of five, not so much, you know, and you're probably doing it with, it's still like a starter you're doing it with 
for the most part. You're just helping. You're enhancing that starter's ability, right? Right now, what you're doing is you're finding three bullpen arms, turning them into long relievers that aren't really good bullpen arms for the most part, right? They've been DFA'd guys. <laughs> um, and then you're, like, making them pseudo starters to do so. And, like, this is a problem. So, you know, with the two starters included, Jim, in the last 31 games, there's been eight times we've had a pitcher, whether it's a starter, bulk guy, whatever, give you six innings. Eight out of the 31. That's a lot of stress on this bullpen. And that's why I do not like this at all for the rest of the season because you're taxing a lot of guys. And I don't know if we want to talk about this. I'm not sure if we'll see it or not. But, like, is Oviedo on some pitch count right now? Are we going to go down to one starter in a five-man rotation? Yeah, I, I again, this this isn't a solution that, <clears throat> that can be sustainable over the course of an entire season. But I do think the Pirates can get away with it for the rest of the year. Uh, they've They're got, never get away with it, Jim. I, th- I think they can get away with it. I mean, so like right now they currently are going with like Ortiz, Jackson, Falter as like these three, three other starters for the most part. And, you know, you've got, you've got someone, you got some people in the minors who maybe can, can give you some extra innings too, if you need it. I, I feel like the innings are there. Like the pirates have the arms to give them the innings. It's just a matter of how they want to piece it together now. And how do you want to do it the most effectively? And so far, you know, the reason why a lot of pitchers struggle in the first inning is because it's the only inning where the opposition gets to handpick who they want to bring to the plate against you, right? Sure. It's it's the best inning for offenses in general because they are literally saying, I want this guy, this guy, this guy to hit. You can't do that in any other inning, right? So the first inning kind of tends to be the most difficult. So when you employ this strategy – it kind of allows you to pick and choose how you want to attack those first three hitters. And you don't need to face those first three hitters who are typically the best hitters in the lineup three times. Like if, if you have that bulk guy. So um, I, 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 again, I, I think it's, it's not a sustainable strategy. Like I'm with you on that, but I think with the arms that they currently have, it's the best thing for this team to do right now and going forward for the rest of the year. Because it is working better than if we were to just say, like, if we were to just say, all right, Andre Jackson, Luis Ortiz, Bailey Falter, you are our starting pitchers. You are going to go out there every fifth day and you're going to take the baseball. We've seen what those guys have kind of done in that situation. And it's not great. Like, however, you, you pick that reliever to go in and, and give your, give you, get you three, four, five outs, whatever it may be. And then you put that, put, these bulk guys in quote unquote bulk guys and you let them get you 12 to 15 outs. Right. And the next thing you know, you're in the seventh inning, right? Like that's, that's, that's kind of the whole point here. And yeah, I, 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 I dislike the strategy because it's a strategy that's used by teams that don't have starting pitching. Like the only reason why you're doing this is because you don't trust your starting pitching. Right. But right now, I don't trust the Pirates starting pitching outside Keller and, and Oviedo, right? But how how can you? Because, like, if you – I mean, the bulk guy is essentially the starter. The bulk guy is essentially the starting pitcher, right? You're just sitting up for the reliever to open, right? So, like, what you're really essentially looking at right now is a rotation of 
Mitch Keller, Johan Oviedo, Falter, Jackson, Ortiz. Ortiz. And that's horrible. <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah, I say it's horrible because Ortiz just, he isn't the guy that you expected at all this year. He's been bad. And Falter has his limitations. Like, I understand the extension. Whoa, 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 whoa. Great. It's like, he hasn't pitched that effective at all. Um, Andre Jackson surprisingly has. Like, mm-hmm. he's probably the best of them. And again, I'm intrigued. I don't trust it, but I'm intrigued by him. You know, uh, I'm more intrigued that he could be a good bullpen arm next year. Maybe not so much as a starter, but, uh, but yeah, like it's just bad. So like you have to trust those guys to give you innings, and I, I don't. I mean, they're gonna be forced to, but like I don't. You know, and this is why I just don't understand. Like maybe giving like Jared Jones a little run in the majors to end his 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 season. Um, Rowan's he's out the question. Like his his shoulders injured again. Uh, I'm not gonna say it doesn't sound too good, but the way they're talking, they're hoping he's gonna start again. That you know to end the season. Uh, I don't think you can count on Ronzi, obviously, uh, if you thought you could to begin with. Quinn Priesters, we're going to talk a little more about him later on the show, you know, individually. But I mean, he certainly has struggled. Um, so yeah, uh, and again, like the, the big thing that hits me is the eight eight out of thirty one times this team has had a guy go six innings. This bullpen, man, it's it's not that good yeah. either. So the bullpen is better than the the rotation. I think. Though. Yeah, I think that's where the the, the kind of where the the, the 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 divide is but I, I i understand the frustration like it's a it's a strategy that sucks right but like you can't like we're talking about falter jackson ortiz right and it's a strategy that's working like just to just to give you some quick i'm just going back you know mid august early august here bailey falter they've done this opener thing twice with him right twice first time he goes into the game after the starter he goes six innings and gives up one run just gives he basically gives you a quality start out of the bullpen, right? right. Um, second time, three and two thirds inning, so not as deep, but still just the one run, right? So the two times that they've done with this with Bailey Falter have resulted in good outings. They've resulted in wins, like which is let's let's just talk about let's just say like the most important thing here is you want to win the baseball game, and the Pirates won both of those games where they did this with Bailey Falter, Andre Jackson. Uh, they've really only done it with him once, you know, otherwise he was like an actual reliever beforehand. But the one time they did it with Andre Jackson, we're talking about these six inning performances, mm-hmm. six innings, two runs, quality start basically out of the bullpen for Andre Jackson. And then we saw it with Lu- Luis Ortiz this last time out in Kansas City, five innings, one run. So it's it has been effective for these every single time they've done this with Falter, Jackson, Ortiz they've been rewarded with with a good bulk outing from the guys. It's fair. It's fair. As I let off, like it, it, it's fair. Um, I don't see the sustainability, though, at all. Absolutely not. But I think and they can get away what, with it for the rest of the month. Maybe. And that's what I was going to say. Like, that's... The, Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. 
You know with your Delta SkyMiles Business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business. I'm what you might call very good at hide-and-seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house. Even in my super-secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite... Ha! Found ya. How? You'll have to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. That's what hurts when Oviedo can't go five, six. You know, Mitch Keller can't go five or six. Like, if they have a bout outing, that just adds so much more pressure to this. That's what we talked yesterday. Like, we jokingly said, like, who is going to open today? Because the relievers have been used so often right now. Who is really available to open, let alone finish out the game? Um, So, anyways, yeah. So, that's what the Pirates are essentially doing right now, is they're employing three TBAs. Um every time around and i don't know if that's changing either like you mentioned if they can do that for the rest of the month i don't i don't really anticipate that changing unless they do call up quinn priester again maybe jared jones maybe rowanzy if he's healthy i don't know if he makes that certain like if he is healthy though well he'd have to eventually can't make it in triple a the end of the year <laughs> yeah um yeah I, so, I have a feeling i have a feeling rowanzy's done for the year We'll I would probably bet on that if I have to. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, well. Anything else you want to discuss, though, on that front? I don't think so. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a strategy that whether you like it or not, you got to get used to it. They're going to use it the rest of the year. Like, there's no way around it. Yeah. At this point. And, and, right. and it just it's something where starting pitching obviously needs to be a, a main um, piece that you address this offseason. Correct. That that's absolutely correct. <laughs> um, all right. Well, then let's move forward. Let's go ahead and talk about the prospects. Um, you know, we're each going to pick a guy to discuss. Um, do you want to go first? Or want me to go first? Um, I'll go first just because it kind of, you know, we mentioned him in the, in the previous topic and that's Quinn Priester, right? Uh, came up, <clears throat> made some starts, uh, didn't do very well. Uh, in his in his time in the majors, six starts, nine point one zero ERA, um, a five point one four x FIP, six point eight two FIP. So the guy was, um, he was not he was not good, uh, giving up a bunch of home runs, not striking people out, walking batters. It was um, it was a rough first taste of the major leagues for Quinn Priester. We saw the fastball just not not be able to play at all. Uh, so he was sent down. That was kind of his uh, his thing to work on was the hard stuff. He's made uh, 
three appearances, two starts. One of these was was a opener follower situation, uh, yep. kind of amazingly in Indianapolis, and that was his best best outing. He went five innings, gave up one run, struck out nine uh, in that outing out of the bullpen. But uh, his his last start, five and two thirds to seven strikeouts. His first start down there, four innings, six strikeouts. So like he's he's racking up some more strikeouts down there. Uh, he, raw numbers: fourteen and two thirds innings pitched, three point zero seven ERA, twenty two strikeouts in those fourteen and two thirds innings um, from Quinn Priester since being demoted back to Indianapolis. So you're seeing a, you're seeing an effective Quinn Priester. Um, you're hoping that he kind of took what he learned from the major leagues and he's going down there and he is working on it uh, because mm -hmm. Quinn Priester is someone who like the pirates are, are relying on this guy to, to be something like, like these, these upper level pitching arms that they have, and you can lump Ortiz and Contreras in here too, but Priester Ortiz Contreras, uh, Jared Jones, these guys, they need some of them to work out because as we've seen this season, starting pitching is kind of a mess right now. And they, 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 they've got two, right. They've got two of them. So they need more. You need more than two starters. You probably need a solid, like eight or nine pitchers. You feel comfortable starting major league games in your organization when you start a season. Right. Otherwise, you have, you have issues like they ran into this year. This year, they really only had, what, six guys that you could say they felt comfortable with? And when three of them get That's hurt. That's what you thought at first. Yeah. yeah, when three of them get hurt and then two of them get, and you know, one of them gets traded, then you're left with what they have right now. So, yeah, like they, they need these guys to perform. They need these guys to be, they, they need to be comfortable being able to deploy these guys in a major league game if they, if they need to, so. Uh, keep an eye on Quinn Priester. He's uh, he's looked very good since uh, going back to AAA. Um, I would anticipate, just based off of what we just talked about, the Pirates need innings um, to close out this year. I don't think we've seen the last of Quinn Priester this season. I hope not. And I'm with you. Um, I hope not. And I think it would do him well to get him back up here also. Just to, if it's even two starts, right? Get him up here just for two starts. He's gone down there. He's worked on some things. Get him back up. Let him finish out the year with two starts. Hopefully they go better. And that way you go in the offseason and you know you, you're preparing to be a major league pitcher next year. Uh, I'm with you though. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but velocity a tick up also on his well, he's throwing a lot more two seamer, I believe, right? And the velocity's a, a hair up. Yeah, he's throwing more sinkers than he has fastballs. Um I don't think there was much change in velocity. If okay. there was, it was it was tiny. Gotcha. Cool, cool. But yeah, they uh they certainly need like you mentioned, like Jared Jones, all four of them guys, they need they need something out of them because as you're seeing right now, the pitching depth. There's talent coming. There certainly is, and like, there's talent coming back from injury, right, with Brew Baker next year and Burroughs, but like you can't count them to begin the season and you know, you don't know what to expect from them. They're coming off of Tommy John surgery. So as we talk with depth, like you absolutely have to have some depth here. Uh, all right, yep. cool. Well, speaking of pitchers, <laughs> speaking of talent, but some some ways away, the guy I want to talk about is Hunter Barco. Um, as Mark mentioned here too about Chang, you know we could discuss him. Chang's been having a really really good season in in Double A since uh, his start, which was 
Again, kind of kind of rough to begin with, but he's turned it on. Did have two home runs last night, so you see that power coming back. That's really nice to see. But no, I want to talk about Hunter Barco because he was drafted by the Pirates out from Florida. Second round, first round talent, right? But it had to get Tommy John. You're drafting him in a lost season. He's returned. Uh, you know, he made a couple – was it one? Actually, I should bring up his thing here. It was – yeah, it was two starts in the complex league. Just like, you know, whatever. He's he's returned. But now he has two starts in Bradenton. Um, kind of to a degree seeing why he was drafted, you know, and had the talent. Um, Ten innings in those two starts, but 19 strikeouts. Uh, well, you mentioned the, the 40% whiff rate, which I could look up to. Yeah, 43.2% whiff rate or strikeout rate, I should say. Not walking that many guys. You know, like the one thing like – I think I try to look forward like when guys come back from Tommy John, like how the control is. Now, mind you, it's low A, but you know, he's not walking a lot so far. So good things from Hunter Barco. Um, I'm gonna throw this out there. Just just throw this out there. We did post an IG picture of his last performance, which is really good. And the Fort Michael McHenry said, expect him up here next year. The fort's a believer in Hunter Barco also. That's quick. And, and that would be quick. Uh, we know how Fort Mind works. He wants prospects up here quick, just like us. Mm. He doesn't want to put around too much. But, uh, again, I'm, I'm leaning this way. We're talking about this team needing depth and pitchers. If he's here next year, I don't know if it's a good thing, but <laughs> but uh, they, they might need him. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I mean, if if it wasn't for the Tommy John surgery, that's not like a terrible. That that that's like right on track. I mean, he's he was an advanced college arm. Um, he he would have probably been a first round pick had he not gotten Tommy John surgery his junior year at Florida. You're you're seeing what you're seeing right now out of him is the reason why, yeah, people thought of him as you know in such high regard going into that twenty twenty to draft yeah um yeah i mean you, you, the the stuff is incredible it, it, it's it, it you mentioned it's low a ball right so he's probably even even though he hasn't pitched in over a year he's probably still more advanced than that like your sec right. pitcher we, we kind of talk about paul skeens right and how like much better paul skeens looked than those guys he was facing in bradenton and and Hunter Barco isn't Paul Skeens, but Hunter Barco pitched in the same league as Paul Skeens, same level as Paul Skeens, and and guess yeah. what? He got was really he got really good results in that league too. So you're you're talking about a, an arm, a lefty arm, who's advanced, highly rated going into the draft. What he's doing right now, you love to see it. Like I don't know if I've ever seen a 43 percent strikeout rate over a set over you know, this many innings, like he's, he's striking out a ridiculous amount of people right now. Uh, he, they aren't get really getting any length out of him currently. So I don't know if he'll probably finish in Bradenton. It would be my guess. But if you're looking at someone who could move through the system pretty quickly, like it's Hunter Barco, it, it for sure, because, you know, he was, he's a year older than Skeens. Skeens is in double A already. Right. You don't yeah. expect Barco to move as fast as Skeens, but like not that far behind him. Like 
he is a he's he, you drafted him before the reasons that you're seeing right now. Uh, so yeah, love to see it. He'll probably be on some sort of innings limit next year too, which may be the a reason why he won't make the majors. But I am really excited to see Hunter Barco over the course of an entire major league season, uh, oh, minor league season. So next year, one of the guys that I'm probably most looking forward to watching. Yeah, I think that's very fair. Um, again, like the Tommy John surgery is what makes a lot of this happen right now. Like you have that lost year, and then because you have the lost year, you're coming back in basically the end of August. You're going to ease them back in. You're going to be on a, a limit next year too, like you mentioned as well. But like had that not been there, you're right. Like, I mean, I look at him almost like Thomas Harrington. Like Harrington's going to be a guy that should move through the system rather quickly as well. You see him right now in in high A, you know, the year after his draft. So like he's already in a higher situation right now. Like Harrington could, we jokingly talked about Barco this year. I'm sorry for next season, you know, in the majors. But like Harrington could have a shot being on the majors next season. You know, he he could. Hopefully, there's enough depth that he's not. But like if they're in a situation like they are today, I would assume. Harrington's going to be pitching in September for the Pirates, right? Like that's like that's kind of where I'm at. Like he could be doing that next year. Um, hopefully they don't need him to. Uh, so like with that sense with Barco, like I could see Barco on that fast track, like you're talking about as well. You know that's why you draft that guy. Um, and we've seen the Pirates again. Like they have been aggressive with guys. Mm-hmm. You know this isn't just like every every Pirate prospect you see is going to take their time in the minors. Like they have been aggressive with guys. Um, so yeah, like. Kind of intrigued Barco. Um, he's returned so far, so good. You don't hear any red flags with the Tommy John as well. That's, again, most important. So, uh, yeah, keep your eye out on this guy. Yeah, good pick. Good pick. All right. So that wraps up our prospect talk. Do we want to get into this upcoming series with the Brew Crew? Let's do it. I just want to point out something as we get into this. One week ago today, as Doug pointed out on the post game, we discussed the Royal Series. You made your prediction a sweep, and you were correct. So here's your flowers, Jim, right? You were correct. Congratulations. You are the great prognosticator. So we'll get into your, your prediction this upcoming time. Do you predict the sweep, yeah. though? No, I don't. I don't predict a sweep, a sweep this time around. Um, all right. No, I, I. I mean, we we all know a lot about the Brewers. So I don't know how like deep we need to dive into them as a as a team. Uh, they are playing some pretty good baseball right now. They've won seven out of their last ten. They've kind of, um, you know, they, they've they're they're three and a half games now in first place in the Central. I thought for sure that the Cubs were at some point we're going to, we're going to catch them and there's still a month for that to happen. But the Brewers currently right now in command of the NL central with a, a you know, a semi reasonable cushion there. Um, it, even if they don't win the division, they're pretty much a shoe in for a wild card. So like, this is a playoff team. They're um, they, they made some moves and added quite a few people at the trade deadline. So I think you got to kind of, you know, give them some credit for that. Carlos Santana, you know, we we saw that. Arcana, they added. Um, so they added some offensive pieces. The the bread and butter of this team, though, is just it's their pitching. And it it kind of always has been for the, you know, this 
this window that we've seen them have with Burns and Woodruff and Peralta, those three guys are as good of a one, two, three as you're going to find really in, in Major League Baseball. And I think the Pirates face all three of them in this series. So they, they, they go, they go Burns, <laughs> Woodruff, Peralta, one, two, three. Um, yeah. So I, I think you're going to see, I, I think you're going to see some difficulty there. I could see the pirates even going the way that it's shaping up right now is Ortiz, Jackson, Keller, you know, in that order, Mitch Keller's thrown a lot of innings this year. I could see them like giving him an extra day plus the off day. Like I could see Keller start getting pushed back. I could see all of their stars getting pushed back. Like I, they might call up somebody today to, to start today's game. I don't, I don't know. It could be Quinn Priester, honestly. Um, yeah, I don't feel good about this series, <laughs> um, but I think the Pirates take a game. You know, the Pirates are going to, I think the Pirates win one game, but no, the, the, Facing that one, two, three punch um, makes things a little difficult. And you just hope that the offense can get something going at some point during the series because they're, yep. they're going to be facing three pretty good pitchers. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, I feel like when we've done these series the past few times. We've talked a little bit about them, like escaping some of the best starters the other you know team had. Mm-hmm. That's why there's like it's chance. Um, we we get all the horses this time. The, the best three, and they've been pitching well. And Peralta's been pitching excellent since the the trade deadline, right? Excellent. Um, you talk about the guys coming over, like Mark Canna's hitting very well for the the Brewers at this point in time as well. You know, since mm-hmm. being added to the team, he's adding two ninety five, three eighty two, four sixty three, a one twenty nine weighted runs created plus. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I mean, the offense is like their their struggle. It, they're 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 run by pitching, you know, the, the starters, the relievers, the back to the bullpen as well since August has been absurdly good. Like every arm in that bullpen is just excellent right now. The ones that you're counting on. <laughs> um, so it's a struggle. Like there isn't, there also isn't this, uh, well, if they can get burns out early, right? If they can get prod out early and get to the bullpen, there's a chance. There's probably still not that chance. You know, like both are very strong suits. So it's kind of like where you're at, you know, like we've seen this team actually find offense. And that's why I think like they can probably take one. Um, Somehow like Reynolds clicks, Hayes clicks, which they've been doing. They get some runs and this, this Oprah strategy as you talk is working. Right. And, and Andre Jackson goes out there and spins off six perfect innings. (laughs) And, and Bednar comes in and closes it out and whatnot. I mean, yeah, like I, they could sneak out a win, right? Mm-hmm. Off offense clicks and such. Um, but that's where it's going to have to happen. They're going to have to score some runs here on a very, very tough Brewers uh, rotation and bullpen. Yeah, I mean, this is a series where, like, if you want to win, you're going to have to do a lot of things right. You're going to have to hit. You're going to have to pitch. You're going to have to feel mm-hmm. like they're. It's not like some of these Cardinals games where. It was like neither team played well, but there had to be a winner. Like these next three games against the Brewers, you probably you're gonna have to play well to win. Yeah, and they're capable and, uh, of it. Like Pirates are capable of putting together a really solid nine innings from time to time. So, yeah, let's let's go with one win out of three. That's my guess. That's where I'm at too. Um, and I point out too, like you talk about the Cubs, 
the Cubs, you know, they 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 started at the bottom. They're the fifth place team. That everyone was you know laughing at at first, right? But like for a lot of the season, they were the only team in this division that had like a positive run differential. <laughs> yeah, like enough, for right? most of the year. Yeah, yeah. And just to point it out, like the Brewers are there. They have a plus twenty three run differential, and that just goes to show too, like how they've been trending. Like they're playing a lot better baseball recent as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, you're getting the Brewers that at their best. So you talk about measuring stick. This is this is that you're facing the division leaders right now, facing the best three guys they have, and I mean they're pretty much all right here already. They're they're giving their best right now. You know, yeah. like you mentioned, they're in a playoff hunt. Um, so this is where the Pirates can start beginning their like you know playing for spoiler right now. It, it would be nice to see them. You know, they have a lot. To, they have the Brewers, they have the Cubs, and the Reds this uh this upcoming month with the Reds and Cubs like the last week and a half ish. So yeah. uh, pretty big series this month. And again, Pirates can actually play spoiler. That can be kind of fun, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like that's a Brewers are just they're they're hot right now. They're winners of eleven of their last fourteen. They swept Texas, Minnesota, and San Diego all in a row. Um, that's tough. Yeah. So, and they're coming off two out of three against the Phillies, who are playing some pretty good baseball right now too. Yeah. So yep. we'll see what happens. It would be it would be great to win this series and kind of derail them a little bit, but. I guess if you derail the Brewers, you're just helping out the Cubs. I don't. It's almost. It's almost like you don't want to help out the Cubs. But I'm all for winning as many games the against later. these. I'm all for winning as many of these games as you possibly can. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, okay. Well. Cool. Well. First game tonight, six thirty. That's hey. Another pause that we didn't really discuss in that sense. It's September now, so all home games are six thirty. I like that. I'm a fan of that. It's not even all home games. I think reasons. this is just like a, or is that that's, is that correct? All home games now are six thirty. Did they do that? I hope so. That's what I said. I mean, you just I, said it. So. I hope I'm correct. Nah, yeah, you're right. So yeah, going forward, okay. six thirty-five home games. That's nice. You have me second guessing myself. I'm like, yeah. damn, I've six thirty-five home. Never games been anymore. wrong before, Jim. <laughs> that means like that means like nine p.m. Uh, post game shows. Yes, again, that's yeah. what I said. Selfish reasons. I, I like this, but I think it's good too overall. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, Dale. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. So yeah. So tonight, six thirty start. Early post game. Happy Labor Day, everybody. Enjoy whatever you're doing. If it's not watching the power game, I get it. And I hope you enjoy your day. I'll be watching the power game. Yeah. So the TBA versus Corbin Burns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get out of here. Appreciate everyone for watching as always or listening if you're hearing the podcast. We'll see you guys later. Bye-bye. See you guys. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.
If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta SkyMiles business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business. Kohler Smart Toilets introduce a new standard of design and cleanliness, sculptural forms, intuitive technology, and total personalization with integrated warm water cleansing, heated seats, and warm air dryers. For peace of mind and convenience, there are touchless lids, seats, flush, and a self-sanitizing bidet wand. Now you can even use voice commands with Numi 2.0, featuring built-in Amazon Alexa. Explore the complete lineup at Kohler.com slash smart toilets and discover what you've been missing. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Sometimes your cat can be a mystery, like when they get so attached to certain cardboard boxes. <laughs> but when you use Fresh Step Cat Litter, there's no question that you're making your cat happy. Thanks to amazing odor control, Fresh Step Clumping Cat Litters prevent stinky crumbles and make scooping easy by locking in liquid and odor immediately. That means you can keep your house clean and your bond strong. There's no mystery here. Find Fresh Step Cat Litter at a store near you. Fresh Step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company. Certain trademarks used under license from the Procter & Gamble Company or its affiliate. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.